Hello, lovely hogs. Andrew here, and we are so excited to bring Trusty Hogs Live all over the world. Yes, as you listen to this, we have one date left in Australia at the Sydney Factory Theatre. That is on the 27th of April. And then we are back in the Northern Hemisphere with Dublin. Yes, we are so excited to come to Ireland for the first time. We're bringing Trusty Dogs Live to the Laughter Lounge on the 4th of June. Tuesday the 4th of June in Dublin, there's going to be an Irish history lecture from Helen. There's going to be drunken karaoke. There's going to be problem solving. All sorts of chaos. All the usual. It is not to be missed. Make sure you get your tickets early because we are expecting to sell out. Trustyhogs.com forward slash tour for all the tickets and info that's Dublin on the 4th of June then we are into July with Bristol Brighton Edinburgh in August London at the Clapham Grand on the 16th of October and then we close out our tour in Manchester on the 6th of November so make sure you go to trustyhogs.com forward slash tour get your tickets quick because some of these are already sold out Uh, some of them are very nearly there and we cannot wait to see you I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, hogs. Tis I, Catherine Bohart. Not said tis before, at least probably. Well, now I've said that I haven't. I probably have. And probably some of you can name the episodes where I have. Goodness me. Hey, I'm in Edinburgh this week. And Helen Bauer is not, which means we've really struggled and have not been able to make you an episode. What we have been able to do instead is on the main feed, we are resharing an oldie but a goodie. It's our episode with James Acaster. Couldn't believe we got him on the show. Don't know that he could believe he was there either. And um, we had a laugh. Turns out he's friends with Helen and they go Pokemon hunting together. I hope I haven't spoiled that, but there it is. Now, if you are a patron and hey, you should be, we'd love to have you over there. There are loads of benefits to being over there. One of which is that this week you can listen to my dispatches from Edinburgh. You can listen to how it's going. I'll tell you all about how my run is going, how my show is developing. And I'll also introduce you to a bunch of lesbians and other queers that I loved um, and always have loved the comedy of. And I got to speak to while I was there. So I've been kind of running around. God, I'm really changing my tenses. It's because, okay, honestly, it's because I'm in, on the floor of my office packing for Edinburgh as I record this. But I will be in Edinburgh when you hear this and you will be listening to things I have recorded at the, in Edinburgh. But by the time you listen to them, I'll have already done them. God, it's weird, this world, isn't it? And they say we haven't invented time travel yet, eh? Sorry, that was such a Helen Bauer line. The point is this. Uh, I am going to talk to some people, I, I hope. Apparently I'm going to talk to Geraldine Hickey and I'm supposed to talk to Chloe Petson. I'm going to try to talk to Shelf. Now, whether or not I've achieved that by the time I see you, by the time I see you, we're not seeing each other. You're listening to me. Goodness, this is me before I go to the Fringe. I think it's going to go well. I think it's going to be a great run. I think I'm going to have a great time. And I'm going to send you some dispatches. Um, if you are on our Patreon feed, you will get that. About 25 minutes of content is what I'm promising. Let's see what I actually deliver. And uh, hey, have a great week. Enjoy James Acaster. And I will see you all very soon. By that I mean I'll be up in your ears all over again. Bye. 
Hello, lovely trusty hogs. Andrew here, just to quickly clarify. When we decided that James A. Castor would be a good episode to re-release, we had entirely forgotten that it was actually a Christmas special. So enjoy this mid-August Christmas festive special. <laughs> Christmas time, mistletoe and us, talking about Christmas stuff, it's Trusty (laughs) Hogs with Helen and Catherine, welcome to the show, the show, hi hogs, hogs. (laughs) I hate the song, hi hogs, happy Christmas, no you did alright, happy Christmas everybody, through the fog, step forth the trusty hogs. Yeah, you're gonna give them your problems and they will solve them. Or maybe they won't, and that's your problem. They'll have guests and Andrew White on the tech. Oh, it's Helen and Catherine at the trusty hogs. Trust the trusty hogs, or maybe not. Happy Christmas feels like it puts a lot of pressure on it. It's Christmas. We hope you're having an okay week. And if you're not, it's just another week at the yeah. shitty part of year. It's, yeah. it's cold outside. Yeah. There's no good vibes. If you're not into Christmas, it's a rough time. Mm-hmm. But also the TV's good and you don't have to answer emails on Christmas Day. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. It um, works out in the end. But if you're excited about it, that's also a great life is... Uh, it's sometimes hard to find joy in. So if you're loving it, fucking love it. Embrace it. That's also a lot. I think I'm feeling it a bit this year. Good for like, you. Like the vibes, I'm feeling Christmas vibes. But Christmas, I'm always like, oh man. Like it does feel like days I've got to get through. Even though I like my family. I love them. They're great. It's just, it's a lot of pressure to be having fun. I, it's like going to Thought Park. Yeah. Like you can't not enjoy it. But sometimes... The ride, like the queue for Colossus is so long, it just doesn't feel like it's worth it. Because it's only a 10 looper, you I, know? I don't. Okay. I would say that. <laughs> I um, I would not go to Thorpe Park, so no. Um, for me, I think uh, last year was so shit. Like so mm-hmm. epically shit for me. I know you loved it, but I, I loved hated it. it. That I actually feel like this Christmas can, in, in a way, for every Christmas in my life has always been like, it's got to be amazing. It's got to be perfect. It's going to be gr- brilliant. It's got to be magical it's got to be like on the tv now i'm like it just needs to not be like last year and it'll honestly be whatever it is will be great this um, things we want to discuss christmas as it actually is on this episode so normally we sort of like we talk about some problems people are having we're awful agony aunts for you and i feel like this one we just want to go through some christmases of our past yeah <laughs> what like our own horrible our own un- horrors <laughs> our own ghosts of christmas past. and then we've got our wonderful guest james acaster james acaster is hello here. yes please and james helps us solve our listener problem this week and actually mm-hmm. it was a really good question for him also he's just I mean surprise guys James Acaster don't know if you know kind of funny very funny there, I mean I didn't enjoy how much you guys talked about Pokemon but fine it happened we're both good players let it be I've moved on thank that you is very my much Christmas gift to you I'm just moving on <laughs> and we'll talk about our Christmases uh, with him as well but I think we would want to go through the back catalogue of Christmases we've suffered in our youth <laughs> I feel like you're like I'm just going to push this until she asks because I do have some therapy that needs doing I've gone through a lot of different Christmas times okay <laughs> <laughs> tell me a uh, favourite Christmas gift favourite Christmas gift Ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a typewriter. What? 
and I loved it for about two hours. How old were you? And it was incredible. I was like, oh, I must have been like six or seven. And I must, <laughs> I, I saw, no, like like an a, a early learning center one. Don't picture like an, a oh, vintage like a Fisher type Price. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, what are you talking like, Really big buttons, <laughs> like plastic, 100%. Not like, my mum wasn't going around like auctions. <laughs> And I, I must have seen something on TV or like read a book where someone was using a typewriter and I was like, that's my truth. That is me. Culture. That's me. <laughs> and also we were going through a phase at school where the coolest girl at school was really good at writing and reading. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Isn't that just academia? Academia, but she we're was like... this weird phase at school where like the she, cool one was the one who could like read? <laughs> There's this really cool girl at our school. She could read and write. It was mad. <laughs> she, she, was, she was amazing. And like... <laughs> Whenever we had to like write a short story, like you'd always want to be partnered with her because she'd write a really cool short story, and we were like, "Oh my god, she's going to get published! This is insane!" Like it was a whole thing. You were sick, and you were like, yeah. "Oh my god, she's going to." Also, you had to collab on short stories. Well, I did. They were like, "Oh, Helen can't do it by herself." No, no, put, oh. put with someone else. So I was like, "And, and, and," like no, no skills. That's interesting. I would have thought of you as like, if anything, you were asked to write a short story, and you provided like a tome on your I could do a day. play oh okay great yeah exactly <laughs> if I was able to act it out yeah. then 100% to sit and write no I need a Kath Soper thank you Kath okay. um, who is now a very successful playwright it all comes round it all makes hey, sense in the she end made it. she made it she made it she was it. always going to well I'm glad that you played with it for two hours what happened to it thereafter so then I didn't realise that you couldn't delete and you had to restart <laughs> and I was just like trying to write like one thing probably like a list of people I needed to send thank you letters to whatever the Christmas sure. Day version of like fun is because <laughs> I couldn't delete after I made a mistake which was constant Yeah, I had to like rip it out and start again and then I was just like I don't like it anymore but for that two hours I felt like Joe March oh, it I was incredible was thinking, that's so nice that's I know so how about you best gift ever um I, I think actually and I'll, we discussed this with James so I won't give too much away but um, it, but while it did break my heart in some ways which we did discuss with him ultimately I did uh, get a purple bike a purple oh ladybird bike um, and my mom set it up in such a way that when you opened the living room door it was there like gleaming oh, with stop. this huge purple bow on <gasps> and it was just like it was my first like grown up bike it wasn't like a kid's bike And I just was like, it was everything I wanted. It was so cool. And I mean, little did I know that I was just turning into the like age where I would rather fucking do anything than cycle to the shop. (laughs) At the time, I was like, this is freedom. Yeah. (laughs) This is my, this is my way out. That genuine belief that you found the thing that will make you. (laughs) This is me. This is mine. The world is our oyster. Wow. And how many times do you reckon you use that bike? Uh, well, I'd say uh, my period started properly, like heavily, uh, within the within a nine month period of that. So I wasn't. Well, that makes it sound like I was pregnant at the time. No, no, I was no. Twelve. No. Um, but I like, get it, the period started. But once that happened, sudden. I was like, it was like, do you want to go for a cycle? And I was like, Are you calling me fat? It's like so. <laughs> really, after that, it just sort of sat in the shed. Um, yeah, any sort of exercise equipment for Christmas, as soon as you turn a certain age, it's yeah. just going to be rough. Yeah, exactly. It and just it, feels shouldn't be, it should just be a fun bike. No. And instead, all of a sudden, it's like, what are you trying to say? Yeah, how dare you? Oh this helmet's going to ruin my hair. Um, but I remember that. We'd always get chocolate coins in our stocking, as well as like a Satsuma. Mm. And then like, I would 
automatically go for the chocolate coins and it was all fun and games and then I turned 13 and I was eating the chocolate coins and I was like why is everyone looking at me why are they judging me yeah exactly it's just like, and it should just be a fun thing like and no one cares by the time I was 14 I learned open chocolate coins put them somewhere hidden in my bra and then take them upstairs because you've got a secret you've got a secret because otherwise Santa will judge you like so obsessive I love how we both took really lovely gifts our parents had them. clearly worked for and, tried, and oh, just were like don't. and the way in which that led fed into my neurosis was the following way okay great do you have any I um, remember one year I got toe socks in my stocking and this I is when toe, toe socks, socks were everything they were everything are they in again can we get them I don't think they're in again but if we could get them does anybody know where we can get the it's toe socks it's two days to Christmas mummy if you're listening I want toe socks mine were rainbow colours mine too oh I love them <gasps> ladies I size love- 9 wide fit no. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> they were Claire's accessories. Oh yeah, because I got them when I was like 15, so they weren't like wide oh, fit line size. so great. They were amazing because that was also the era of when I was like wearing pajamas under my uniform and would pull up my socks to keep them up and hidden. Stop. Like we all did this like little weird pirates because we weren't allowed to wear tights. We had to wear the school socks and we would be freezing. So we'd all wear our bulky pajamas underneath. Mad. Like, like, like some sort of like, you know those like what are they bloomers underneath that women use yeah, we were like, we were like that in day bloomers. yeah we were like that so the toe socks under your school socks were a game changer they were also just so freaking cool like oh, they were you amazing. just looked awesome with toe socks it on. felt like a thing Tia and Tamira would wear and you were like this is it's sister I, sister vibes oh gosh, 100% I loved it so I remember much. one year I wanted a Spice Girls dress and I really wanted a Spice Girls dress and I don't know what a Spice What's Girls a spi- dress I don't know I think maybe like a Union Jack maybe the Union Jack dress or like <laughs> there must have been like a dress in BHS that had Spice Girls on it I was like I sure. want that so my mum made one Oh, no. And just glitter glue the red spice across the front. No! <laughs> Which is so loving, but so wrong. Yeah. And you know when you're like, I've got to be grateful, right. but she's she's fucked it. <laughs> she is absolutely fucked this. So you're there like, don't cry, don't cry. You can't cry because you got given the wrong gift. I know. And then you're just there and then like Uncle Jerry arrives and he's like, do you love it? And I'm like, it's awful. <laughs> the stitch work is terrible. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> I just want the beer. Just spice and then you're dress. there, you're eating your coins, but they're all finished. And everyone's like, just have the Satsuma. I don't want it! <laughs> also, can I just say, we never got Satsumas in our stockings because I th- I think that that's just passag and rude. Um, it's like, if you didn't want to buy me another gift, don't buy me another gift, but don't give me your filler fruit. So oh, I, wow. I support it's you It's tradition. Fully. It's not tradition in my house. Absolutely not. I would say that sometimes because obviously it'd be cut at the very bottom of the stocking. Yeah. Oh, the last thing you take out is an underwhelming... And, and it's squashed it's squashed yeah. oh, everything no, yeah no. <laughs> I remember as well me and my siblings all had different stockings that we did choose ourselves and mine size wise <gasps> I fucked it I oh, fucked it I, I fucked it for myself that. I hate that and it's not you. like you're trying to fill it when you're younger but you are you are what are you talking about of course you are that's you... the main yeah, aim of it absolutely <sighs> um, got any uh... we're such fucking brats God oh, we really are <laughs> God then, bless us all my Clementine will be squashed because there were so many presents on top of it um, <laughs> so tell me and um, please do you have anything in your family tradition wise that you do that you're going to keep up so this is the thing like, your family is super super Christmas my family oh, a little bit less Christmassy like we don't all like go we used to go to church when we were younger but that stopped like we don't go crazy 
crazy decorating. We kind of never did. We only decorated like four days before Christmas. Like it wasn't like, like a tree four days before Christmas. Yeah, her mom was running her drama school from our living room, so the tree would be in the way of her doing her improv what? exercises. I love the idea that the tree the tree can't be there because it's not always Christmas in the scene. <laughs> so like, if anyone who's new here, my mom ran the legal drama school from our living room the entire time I was growing up, teaching children how to improv um, for cash and hand. It was a great time, and that would be where she'd teach so then we wouldn't put the Christmas tree up and then when we decorated we went a bit but we didn't go crazy like our advent calendars were pictures like we were that can house. you stop with all of your weird sad stories and just give us like one nice tradition <laughs> one nice tradition it's like one thing <laughs> but it's all nice but we all open gifts together downstairs uh, we didn't have stockings in the room. I say our nice tradition is we always go on a Christmas Day walk, which now I'm old that's enough nice. to opt out of. Oh. I can just stay here and chill. <laughs> I was like, that's a It's my okay. favourite part of Christmas Day. We're all having a nice time. And then, like, obviously, like, the uncles, my dad, and they're like, it's walk time. And I'm like, it's cold outside. It's raining. I'm absolutely having nothing to do with this. So I'm like, it's not walk time for Helen. I'm staying in. It's Ideally, they all go out. Sometimes people also stay behind now, which is fine. But I just want to watch TV. And usually it's after lunch. So then I can finish what I wanted to have for lunch, but didn't want to because my mum was yeah, looking yeah, and yeah, judging. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can go back and make my sausage sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I will say this, actually. For a little while, I was the only one who didn't go to mass. <gasps> and obviously like drama, but also that Insane blissful drama. Two hours. Don't, I know. Where it was like, I, I can eat my Percy pigs out of my stocking mm-hmm. for breakfast. I can mm-hmm. eat, I can be like, I can do whatever. I just mm-hmm. watch the Christmas TV, sit in my PJs. Mm-hmm. So good. But alas, yeah, people stay back now. Okay, those are, well, that was a really um, terrible story about your Christmases. I know, I, I made it sound awful. Like, it's okay. It's just that I'm not like, I don't dread Christmas. Yeah. But I do find it something I don't like it doesn't make my year one controversial tradition that we have that i really enjoy is that we have stockings in the morning we have breakfast at the ripe old age of 31 (laughs) yeah 33 still getting my stocking baby (laughs) where's the 31 for dignity you did you tried to but no 33 baby and 33 um, running downstairs oh my god what's father christmas got us (laughs) literally although it's better than when my mom used to make us as children stop at the manger and sing happy birthday to jesus before we would go in and open the christmas seriously god bless the irish at this time of year god fucking bless the irish every year what would you sing away in the manger happy birthday no no Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Or baby Jesus. (laughs) Just to be clear, Jesus was not born then. Jesus was 100% born in April. Didn't they find that out? And he's 100% an Aries. Okay, well, anyway, we would There's sing... There's no way Jesus is a Christmas sign. Yeah, because it, it was like meant to match with like a winter pagan festival. So they moved it all. Yeah, it's actually April, baby. Yeah, no, like none of it's real, guys. I don't know what the issue is. The point is... <laughs> I'm just saying, just sing, it on, sing it in April. I'm not saying just don't saying sing it, just sing it wrong. to him in April. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I'll mention that you should sing happy... We can't really... It feels rude to sing happy birthday on his death day, which is... The point is... <laughs> it's like Shakespeare, born and died on his, the same day. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, Shakespeare yeah. died on his birthday. Both very... Mm, good for him. No, that's not true. Tell me, you'd go and sing happy birthday to the baby we, Jesus. We're not laughing at your we're celebrating them. The okay, great. Sing happy birthday to Jesus and then we'd go in. But anyway, what the point of that story was actually to say that the tradition that we do is we have our stockings in the morning, we have, we have our 
breakfast, they go to mass and then we watch some TV or whatever. I'll go for a run usually. I know you hate that part. And hey, you got to do what's true to you. It's well, wrong, we live, but we it's fine. We live on a canal, so, uh, or not on a canal, but by a canal. So I, all the canal boats get done up for Christmas. So I quite like running by them. And so the like, whole of Ireland goes all out. No, I'm just saying I get to run by the boats and be like, I'm glad it's Christmas and I don't live on a boat. And then I, um, <laughs> then, I <laughs> then I get back to my house, you know, like a little bit of a Christmas appreciation and it. mindfulness. And then, um, but the thing we do after dinner is then we do our presents. And people hate this. You wait I, until after well, dinner? we have our Santa present in our stocking and then everything else was after dinner. And it was so, it's so amazing because, um, first of all, my mom does it very dramatically. She puts every single present into what she calls a Santa bag. And then she takes one out. A stocking? Oh, this huge bag. She takes one out each and then she'll announce the person who it's to, who it's from. And they, we would like clap. They'd open it. They'd say, <laughs> they'd say what it is. They'd say what it is. They'd be like, so my mom would be like, Catherine, it's for Catherine from Auntie Bernie. And then I'd open it and be like, it's a fairy toy or whatever. Or and they'd all clap and again. Be like, yay! And then if it was from someone in the room, you'd be like, thank you, mom, thank you, mom. And it would make it last like an hour and a half, but also was like. A really good way of checking you got the same number of gifts as your siblings, that nobody was the favourite, and also of like really like m- making it evident. When No, I, lo- I love it. I like it, did make it very obvious because everyone was watching. It's like Christmas at a care home. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like primary school students and like, and Susie brought her tambourine. Yeah. Well done, Susie. <laughs> like a family but, just relaxing and having fun together does it but it was, no I love it and I love my mom loves the ceremony and the pomp she's like the mayor of Christmas and also God. like also the thing is like that way you get presents in the morning you have breakfast you have like the big dinner it's so lovely and then there's also presents in the evening this last thing, the whole I think day. our Christmas dinner isn't good because my mum doesn't want to cook right yeah. so we each bring a dish so okay. it's just a mishmash of like <laughs> I just, I'll just i pick up some sausages from co-op like Michael will bring a, my, dish, my dad's Ellen. always in charge of the cheese board he just brings one block of cheddar one of red Leicester which is two for three pounds oh, and then he's tragic. like done and we're like fair enough and then no one touches it and then on Boxing Day and Inevitably, I'll wake up. My brother will just be eating like 200 grams of cheddar with Marmite spread across the top of it, like it's just a, a piece of cake. And I'll be like, Merry Christmas. And he'll be like, oh, Do you want to see each other this year? And I'll be like, Nah. And he'll be like, Okay, cool. Like, that's the whole vibe. You know what? I thought we would have to actually, like, I thought. But it's fine. It's fine. No. I, I'm fine. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I such a high Christmas. pitch. I can really tell. The thing about this podcast was I was worried about doing a Christmas episode because I thought, like, we don't want to over amp how great Christmas is when sometimes <laughs> people don't have a great time around it. But actually, what I now find myself having to do is to go, like, it's not that sad. It's not that bad. You might have an okay time. But Christmas is I don't know how I stand in it. It's like, I don't want anyone else to feel bad or have a bad time. Because I'm like, it's such a great time. But then with me, I'm like, it's a bit shitty. And but then- have you considered not, have you considered, first of all, that, that sausages from co-op are not a dish, as you described They them. are a dish. But also, have you considered maybe bringing like a brie and some crackers? Yeah, but I'm not in charge of the cheese. Michael's in charge what, of the cheese. Take it away from him. Yeah, why don't you say, I'll do You've the cheese a, board this year. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. My Uncle Jerry's the only one that crushes it. He does booze and he just arrives and he brings me all my wine bottles. And because I can't I eat a roast without ketchup, he brings me like a big ketchup every Christmas. I don't know. Which is super sweet of him. I, maybe you wouldn't no. be better at Because I don't course. particularly enjoy the taste of a roast. For me, it's a bit you, bland. You know, uh, maybe you should all just go out. Just go to a restaurant. Yeah, why are you going to... This is what I've been yeah. suggesting because yeah. no one wants to cook. None of us are cooks. Like my mum's like, 
Okay. Okay. That's kind of why but the like, cheese board needs to be so good because it's the no cooking part. Crackers, grapes, lots of lovely cheeses, yeah. walnuts. Like but no thing. one's going to do it. No one's going to set it up. It'll end up being a, on what a do plate. You mean set it up. You just have to get the cheese out. Yeah, just There's no wooden board, you know? <laughs> a, a plate would be fine. If I try and play Christmas music, then my mum's going to have a migraine. Like, you just can't, you can't quite win. Whatever I have a you're migraine. Doing. I have a migraine <laughs> listening to your Christmas. Andrew, do we need to buy the Bowers a Christmas, like, cheese board? Yeah, or just yes. like a voucher for like a Green King or something and a let what? somebody else do it. Oh, it's just, just a, a pub, pub chain. Just a yeah. pub chain. Let them do your Christmas dinner. Just this please. is really but sad. I said, so I wanted this year to do Christmas in Brighton because yeah. then I was like, we can go and have like a nice curry or something yeah. and just have like a chill Christmas thing. But my mum wants to host it, which I totally get because we didn't have Christmas together last year because of the lockdown. But now I'm just sort of like, so is it just going to be like us just sitting around staring at each other? Don't mention the divorce. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> What if? I will, I will. If there's a lull in it, I'll be like, anyway, is this awkward for you? Because I feel tense. <laughs> Your dad's got a girlfriend. I'm mad as that. <laughs> Helen, in that, okay, so that, that's what you're Oh, if you're, if you're listening to this family member, Helen, stop now. Look at me. Look okay, at me. I'm looking at you. I'm chill. Okay, let's do just like a, a displacement, replacement sort of. Uh, I don't know what it is, but 100%. Okay, so every time you think, I'll mention the divorce, I want you to use that time. To replenish, 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 <laughs> replenish the cheese, the crackers, or the chutney. So I want you to focus your. I want you. So to what your, you're saying is, I have to do the cheese. Board. I want you to take your divorce energy mm. and put that into the cheese board. It would be the best cheese board that's ever been. But how much? No one has it. Look at me. Okay. You're gonna win them back with the cheese board, like you wish. Why have mother. I lost them? <laughs> Why have I lost them? No, you're you're gonna compensate for the divorce with the cheese board. <gasps> they're going to love it. They're gonna embrace it, and they're all gonna come together around it. This is this is you fixing your family. Is the cheese board? I'm telling you now. If I do that, my mum will suddenly have a lactose intolerance that we've never heard of. <laughs> that's that's three years ago, she got that's an epipen fine. that she bought that's because fine. she's allergic to coconut you've now. Prepared, you've prepared for every eventuality. Oh, that's right. There's a beautiful company called the Old Tyne Cheese and it's cheese, cheese with an A and they make beautiful vegan cheese that she can eat. You have it. You're ready to go, Marks and Spencer. Oh, vegan seriously, cheese. I'm waiting for Marianne to bring pancake down in the carry cart and I'm going to sit with pancake and just stuff myself stupid. <laughs> cheese board. That's what I'm going to do. So what's going to be on it? Brie. Yeah. Can your brother spread Marmite on Brie? He can yeah. spread Marmite on anything. It can be one of the dishes. Oh, Ted, the- Ted can do bloody anything. He puts his mind to A too. Brie? <laughs> A camembert. Those are two so- two soft cheeses, so why not just have a brie? Make it easy for yourself. Camembert, off cheddar, I baby bells, cheese strings, Dairyly Duncan. No, 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 roll back, roll back, roll a back. Leaning Tower of Cheese. No, roll back. <laughs> what about like um, Wensleydale? Lovely. Yes. What about like a Cornish cruncher? No idea, but yep, absolutely like a, fine. Delicious. Do they serve them in co op? They sell all of these. They actually sell ready-made made cheese boards. So like a mix. That's already I nice. know, but they come with loads of plastic and my family are super like anti-plastic. Okay, but you could copy it. You could look at what it is and then just buy the cheeses that aren't so covered in That's packaging. a good point. Okay, fine. I'm doing a cheese board. Yeah! I've got two days yes, to get yes, a cheese yes, board yes, together. Yes, yes. And that's yes, going to take yes. me a minimum five days. No, it's not. I reckon it will. We'll go after. I'm going to help you. Yeah, but you don't have this because your mum does the cheese board. But I can lay it out. I can. I bring stuff. What do you bring to Christmas? And when I make a cheese board, I do like sliced apple, candied walnuts. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's mad, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> nice. And I would love it if someone presented it to me. I will present it to you. But there's no, you're coming to my mum's house. <laughs> With a cr- cheese board. 
I'm going to make that family right. Could you imagine just knocking on the door and then being like, who are you? (laughs) Who are you? I I work with your daughter. Which one? (laughs) Me just being like, don't worry, one of these relishes is actually ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, there's Gerald with the ketchup. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) Hello, Alan. I'm like, Gerald. (laughs) Listen, You describe your family like the giants in the BFG. Wherever you spend your Christmas, however you spend your Christmas, I hope that it's with less ketchup than Helen, uh, a more diverse, generous, self-loving, mayonnaise, ketchupy, pigs and blanket sandwich, please. Also, that sounds great. Just enjoy yourself. Also, my mum doesn't have any bread in the house. She has like usually a couple of ends in the freezer, which are like beyond freezer bag because she just doesn't like it. Just fills her up too much. Bring bread. No, because then I'm the big girl that bought bread, and then that's another discussion point for Christmas Day. How are you not understanding this? (laughs) Wow. Okay, I put every you need bread for the all those roast dinner sandwiches. I know. So, but then that's just bring it anyway. Forget what she says. Just bring it because everyone's going to thank you for it. No, they won't. Pancake oh. will. Fuck the them. only person that understands me is my sister's morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> More on this with James Acaster. <laughs> hey, um, do your best. Get through it. Eat whatever the hell you want. Enjoy yourself. You- I am looking forward to watching loads of TV and not working. That and is always food. nice. I'm excited for the food. I mean, right. uh, the food in your house sounds terrible. You should make those two cheeses into a mac and cheese. You're not going to do that. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we introduce James? I feel I like this should. will be a good change of pace should. for us right yeah. now. Everybody, please enjoy Christmas, James Acaster. Christmas at James Acaster's house. Christmas at James... It's not at his it's, house. It's in the studio. Yeah, he doesn't tell us where he lives. Like, I know. We get it. What? Do you not know? No. Oh my God, I know. Have you been to his house? No, but we spin poke stops, so I know vaguely. Oh, okay, that's different. (laughs) So freaking creepy. (laughs) Hello, hogs. It's Catherine Bellhart from the podcast, Trusty Hogs, but you already knew that. I am going to be at the Soho Theatre doing my new show in a work in progress. Um, on the 22nd and 23rd of August. Tickets are selling fast, but they're still on my website, katherinebohart.com. I'd love to see you there. If you haven't been able to make Edinburgh, it might be a nice time for you to see the seedlings of my new show. Thanks so much. Bye. Hello, James A. Castor. How are you? you well? Good. How are you? Both? Good. Livid. Thanks. Fucking livid. What's yes. going on? We just tried to do a Pokemon trade. I thought we could do two because I Hang on. Got, I caught special Pokemon for James. What? In Lanzarote. They're regional Pokemon. Are you flirting with James I, This is how I do it. Stop <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> so, like, do, you, do you want a Pokemon? Do you want to come on a podcast? And do a when po- you were in Lanzarote, where you brought us that horrible fridge magnet, you got James Pokemon. You're welcome. What fridge magnet? She brought me this like, really lip nice fridge. It's hideous. Lizard on it, Diamante's glitter, and this yeah. is Lanzarote along the bottom. And Andrew got a shell. It had almost certainly been in that shop yeah. for like forty-five years. It was six so for five euros, made in China. That's nice, That's nice isn't it? That nice is idea. nice. <laughs> James, just circle back. I didn't have you pegged for a Pokemon player. In twenty nineteen, I had a very long tour, and I needed something to do on the tour. Um, okay. And I was watching TV with my nephews who are really into Pokemon. And was he I, on tour with you? No, but okay. uh, this is like, you know, I had some days off. Okay, cool. And I was able to hang out with my nephews and they love Pokemon. And right. we were trying to get them out of the house that day and they didn't want to leave the house. Okay. And I was like, oh, I know there's this app 
and right. maybe I can get up my phone. I can say, "Hey, do you want to go outside and catch Pokemon?" Okay. So I did that with them, and then I was like, I'm "Pretty into this, actually, <laughs> and uh, quite enjoying catching them." How old is the nephew? At the time, they would have been uh, seven and five, okay. which is Pokemon age appropriate, and we are aware of that. Okay, mm-hmm. but also neither of you seem to have been aware of the like addictive nature of this. That I genuinely still believe it might be a phase. It's been. <laughs> Yeah, a year or so now, but I still believe it will. One day I'll just wake up and I'll be like, you know what? I don't need. We to are spin that rounding up on twenty twenty two, and you're still playing this. So twenty nineteen was where I did the majority of my catching, okay, and hatching because <laughs> there's eggs as well. Yeah, so I was catching and hatching all year. Well. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to hatch some eggs. I can't adventure thing my phone, so I've got to have it open at all times. It's a bloody nightmare. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that, all right. That, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've, I've hatched over 500 eggs, so I do have a gold uh, coin. If you have Adventure Sync, then even if you're not on the app, it will track your. Uh, oh, I don't care. Your, your walk. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, so, uh, okay. So, well, it's interesting. What do the other adults in your life make of it? I only hang out with people who do it. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not talking to people. We've well, got a okay. group that we've talked about. Out, it you've in. cut out other We're people. We're in a WhatsApp group, me and Bauer. Who else is in the? Sakita, does the name Sakisa, Sakisa mean anything to you? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Did she? Roz from Access Malarkey. Yeah. Oh, Henry Whittaker. Henry Whittaker. These are like proper adults. It's yeah. a big group, honey, and we raid together. We haven't for a while, but yeah, yeah. And actually, here's what we figured out: is that together we all work in different parts of the uh, the comedy industry. And actually, if we wanted to. We've got the skills among us to organise a tour, a world tour, where we go around <laughs> catching Pokemon, but also like doing gigs and filming it. Why do I feel like you're pitching to Channel 4 right now and I'm such a... Because dis- they're going to get it made. I'm such, yeah. such a disappointed development. Like, exactly. I'm like, uh-huh. No, that's a yeah. good show. I yeah. think that's a really good show. Good show. Okay. The three of us. Um, and it ends us in Japan with Pokemon, like yeah. actual Pokemon. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Oh my It'd be a good are. ending. This is the thing. We're rounding up the year. Yeah. And it's nice to know what you're going to do the next year. I think it's very important to have plans. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is important. Speaking of which, how are you spending Christmas? Ugh. Don't do that. I just don't think it's going to be the funnest one I've ever had. You okay. loved last year. Last year I loved. Me and my Emma Black, my Emma Black, yeah. just in our house, just like dicking about, eating, drinking, playing with my Furby. Like, yeah. it was so good. I think we watched Funny Girl on Christmas Day. Like, yeah. delightful. dreamy, dreamy, Great. dreamy, dreamy. This year, I thought we might do a Brighton Christmas with the family. My dad lives in Brighton and I was like... But he lived in a one bed. He lives in a one bed, yeah, but we can... can we stay there? No, we can like go stay in a hotel. Oh, okay. My dad lives on like a hotel divorced man's Christmas marina fiance. sort of a thing. Okay. But the problem is we... Do, <laughs> we do, there's a part of Brighton called the marina where it's just divorced men in rented <laughs> units. Right. None of them own curtains. There's nothing on the walls. Okay. Like nothing. And I am the most attractive person when I go there. That is nice. how I set the scene. Nice. And loads of them are like, who needs a wife? I've got a boat. But my dad doesn't have a boat. It's oh, just really so sad. sad. <laughs> but he, he's thriving. He enjoys himself. It's really close to the sewage works he works in. He's happy. Great. Michael yeah. Simple, Simple Pleasures. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let's do a Brighton Christmas and we can all stay in like a hotel yeah. and then hang out on the beach during the day. It's like a wintry beach. Nice. Problem is, we don't know what to do with pancake. <gasps> is pancake coming? Okay. Pancake has me. to come. Um, oh. The pancake. <laughs> Would you not, have you not talked about it in the group? Well, it doesn't sound like a Pokemon, so no, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't get brought up in the group. No, pancake is my little hard. sister's hamster slash the light of her life. Right, okay, it is the only thing she's ever also loved. Morbidly obese. Has to wear okay. guinea pig clothes. 
Pancake has to... Well, everything's from the guinea pig aisle now. Pancake, yeah. how, how's that happening? Pancake has gained... Because Marianne keeps giving her a hard-boiled egg for fun. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> there's so much to explain here. Could die! I know. Pancake, pancake I, you know what? can this barely breathe. This annoys me so much. I hate people who have pets... And the way that they show love for their pet is bad for their pet because it's so <laughs> selfish. The whole thing is just about her having an Helen, animal. Helen, She'll give a make fuck him if feel it bad. dies. Make him feel bad. Explain. Make him feel bad. Explain. She doesn't care. If it dies. <laughs> she doesn't know what thing is. It's, it's only all about her. expectancy of two years. So? Who fucking reasons it like Helen, that? Helen, give context and make James Acaster feel bad. <laughs> what? Explain your sister. Oh, um, she's got severe autism. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> How quickly you reneged on animal cruelty. You were like, no, fine. but I'm the fucking bane of my life, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Marianne got pancake. I always, same as everyone, we all grew up believing, like, oh, Marianne just found it really hard to like form emotional attachments with people. Like, she just works differently. And then she got a hamster, and it's like, oh, no, she can love things. She just doesn't mm. love us. <laughs> so that was really hard to deal with at right, first. Good. Then pancake started gaining and, like, Gaining, and we're not here to body shame, but Pancake mm. can no longer get on a wheel. Pancake wow. can't get into a hamster house, so we have to like wow. exclusively shop in like guinea pig and rabbit size shops. Like it's <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. She eats everything, and because Pancake eats anything that's put in front of her, she's having like eggs all the time, omelets, like yeah. roast dinners, like whatever I mean, Pancake what? wants. What? Pancake gets. Pancake will have anything. But how would anything. she that she wants that? Because yeah, she's like there going... wants anything at this point, doesn't it? But like, just... you know the Nutty Professor, Shelley, yeah. and yeah. then she's got yeah. like, we're like, we're like that size now. But Pancake... Hold on though. Hold on. So, can't someone step... Will you like... Can no one step in? Will your sister not have it? So, Pancake originally lived at my mum's. Yeah. That was the deal, that if she stayed at my mum's, then she could get a hamster. Uh So she got the hamster, and then immediately, within two days, my sister decided that Pancake was scared of my mum, and if my (laughs) mum went close to her, Pancake would cry. And that was a deal breaker. A deal breaker. So mum was not allowed access to Pancake. So Pancake was very much like like a child in a basement that no one was allowed to access. We just knew she existed. Okay, so I I used to work at a school with autistic kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Oh, then I can paint the picture. So Marianne's autistic, but she's still a big bower girl. So, like, imagine the strength. So, like, don't picture your school autistic kids. One of the kids. Yeah, there there was some of the kids like that that we wouldn't fuck with. (laughs) Um, So she's definitely, like, she's got a good tennis arm. They did whatever they wanted. Um, Yeah, well, I don't know. I think she can still understand like what is and isn't appropriate, right? With the hamster, like you shouldn't be feeding the hamster. No, because then she, she surely go... knows that that hamster shouldn't be that size. So I go to Marianne like, oh, Pank is really big. She's like, I know, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> She only pancake will only live two years, so we're coming towards the end of so the cycle. You, I would also. How I, old is pancake Mar- now? So pancake was born last September, but pancake's birthday is whenever Marianne decides she wants gifts. So she's had quite a few. Can I just say one thing in, in Marianne's defense? She parents pancake exactly how I think I will parent children, <laughs> which is to say, like. When you're coming to her house, she reminds you in advance you will need to be bringing gifts for the children on account of how she doesn't remind you. She demands it at the front door. Yeah, but like, yeah, she does a door check too, which I also like. And she does ultimately build her world around pancake. She made uh, forty fridge magnets for pancake during lockdown. She walked an hour to go to a print shop to print off pictures to make uh, fridge magnets just in case someone wanted merch. 
I don't really just like that. Like, that's quite good. Do you want one? No. She's like, she's like the Chris Jenner of hamster mom. I love it. I love it. Pancake's got a TikTok now. Course, okay. Of course. Which is does. great. It's yeah. very exciting for pancake. But like <laughs> basically, so Christmas, pancake knows fleet and is more comfortable at my mum's in Fleet than in Brighton. Uh-huh. Does, my dad rents, does, my mum owns. Does Pancake go about so the town or is it just house to house? So, no, well, then Pancake can travel in her <laughs> cat-sized carry cot yeah. <laughs> to my mum's for Christmas. But then Marianne's now insisting that we do a stocking for Pancake. Yeah, yeah. Which I draw the line at because I'm not getting a stocking. That's where you draw the line. I draw the line <laughs> because, like, for context, my thirtieth birthday this year, I rung my dad rung me a week before, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's calling because he wants to know what I want for my birthday." This is so exciting, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, "Do you want to know what I want?" And he was like, "Oh, it's lockdown, so there's nothing I can do." And then in a minute, he was like, <laughs> "So I just posted pancake her Easter gift." What, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he sent me twenty pounds of M&S vouchers. Make it thirty. You fucking cheapskate. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was his thirtieth birthday. And he sent me twenty pounds of M&S. That's a dad who knows his kid. <laughs> James, have you ever had a pet? Yeah. Yeah. Which sure. kinds? Huh? What kinds? Loads of kinds. Well, growing up, I don't think any of them are as interesting as this shit. Oh, okay. No. Like, like I, 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 I had a rat. I had uh, my first pet ever was a rat. What was it called? Fonzie. Oh, that's no, cute. I don't think they're sh- they should be pets. What? Why? Rat. Like them. Clem- sit on my head. Did I, you ever feed your rat? I don't think rats then? seem no, like fun. Bread. You like bread though. Rats just don't seem like. <laughs> Are you supposed to? <laughs> well, you making that face like like a fucking hungry oh, rodent. That's nasty. Yeah. Like it's like nasty. <laughs> yeah. She's, not, she's actually just making her bread face I love bread so she much she loves bread she loves yeah. bread okay and what do you what do you do for lockdown Christmas uh, we went to oh nightmare um, <laughs> oh, in terms of because you know there was the whole thing about like free households and then uh, and then it was like yeah then it changed then suddenly it changed yeah, yeah. and there was all that stuff and yeah. so like we had you know, the day that they announced London going yeah. to lockdown or yes. whatever it was. And everyone panicked and bailed. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that morning before they'd made the announcement, my dad had driven to London, picked us up, brought us back to Kempton because, um, not because we didn't think there was going to be an announcement, and because that was the only day that he could come and pick us up. We, we didn't want to get, get, get the train. Lucky you. So we were like, we don't want to get the train and be on the train with everyone. He yeah, was like, yeah, I yeah. can pick you up on this morning. I'm not free at any other time. Came and got us then, but we had been so good with the rules it's yeah. me and my girlfriend so when we arrived in uh at my parents house and then they made that announcement we instantly were like oh no we went to have stayed in there and now we've been bad and we no, weren't, but you we weren't no, meant no, to no, leave no, that's fine. and, we, and we, we we just felt very uh yeah uh torn about whether we should yeah. have got, should be there or not yeah. maybe we shouldn't be here yeah and all this stuff so it was one of those you know uh i guess a lot of people can relate to it, all the way through lockdown, just not sure what the rules are, wanting yeah. to do the right rules, then thinking you're not doing them and yeah. thinking they're really bad yeah. and all that. So it was that. That was that was my Christmas, was me sitting there going, uh, should I even be here? I it's hard, That's though. like all Christmases, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bit of guilt, a bit of angst, a bit of moral yeah. quandary, and whether or not you should really be spending it with your... Like, that's... And here yeah. we are, that's back Christmas. to the Irish Christmas. <laughs> not everyone feels guilt on Christmas. What? I don't feel guilt on Christmas Day. What Should I? 
We don't I, have guilt around Christmases. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to feel guilt. No guilt whatsoever. <laughs> this Last year, me and Emma's put it in. Luckily, my brother lives very close. I went and had espresso martinis on his doorstep. Went back to mine. Espresso martini, very festive. I, very festive. I exclusively festive. feel guilt around Christmas. Like, Why? Well, the whole thing is like, is it too excessive? Is it not excessive enough? Have I bought for the right people have I bought enough for the right people have oh, I yeah, bought too much for the people drama, have I am I spending enough time am I giving everyone the same amount of equal time am I um, really getting the meaning of it am I taking a break am I actually supposed to be working through it is it the time that you should be making most money because other people don't want to do the gigs mm. is it like have I let my family down what am I going to do next year have I wasted my year um, like look you're looking at me like I'm on your side I'm completely on Catherine's thank side thank you <laughs> like, like this is exactly uh, I'm just the same I'm just thinking too much about mm. About that present buying, um, especially is like, so have, have I bought a good gift? Yeah. Have I bought enough? Have I bought too much? Is a yeah. big one. You know what? My yeah. family are so shit at doing gifts. We just don't do them. So oh, like, wow. I think it's just very chill. Yeah. Do you know what I'm like? We just well, don't... you say it's chill, but you told us a story earlier where you didn't sound the most chill person about gifts. That was my thirtieth <laughs> birthday. The thirtieth birthday, you expect your dad to at least get you a thirty-pound voucher from right. M&S and what, not twenty. I've never seen my phone ring and thought to myself, "They must be ringing to ask me what present I want." <laughs> so, uh, so I think you know maybe. <laughs> Presents for you are a bigger deal than you let on. Maybe the man makes a solid Okay, you're right. I've been seen. I've been seen. Yeah, like Pancake can't even get a stocking just because you're not getting one. (laughs) (laughs) Pancake's stocking will just be more food. She gets to live for two years. Yeah. Let her have her snack. Let her have her stocking. She's huge. Feels just a little. It's just getting to a bit body shaming, and I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. She can um, barely breathe. I remember when I was when I was younger. My mom used to. <gasps> I, <laughs> that have pancake food. If that is true, I mean. James is going to call somebody. I'm going to call. I get, get this, She's like, this <laughs> hamster <laughs> rescue. Although I think any animal charity go. How old is it? That's oh, not worth it. Forget it. If it's made it this long. <laughs> Give it another egg. But because did you um, you, I don't know if you were like this same. So I used to obviously fix the tree when I'd get home, or uh-huh. um, or like, you my siblings had to be allowed to also decorate it, but then I would fix it because I have OCD and, and you're then, fun, yeah. yeah, so fun. And then the other thing I would do is um, take out all of the presents repeatedly, if, especially if somebody added one, um, when they'd been wrapped um from under the tree and then put them back in so that they were like as as symmetrical as they could be under a tree in a situation that's never symmetrical, but ultimately we try. Um, and so my <laughs> mom often now even will like chuck the decorations on, chuck the gifts under and then be like, Catherine, I'll fix it. Mm. Um, and I love to, so that's fine. But um, part of that operation used to be that my mother would have me count how many gifts each of us has currently under there. Oh, no. That so, that she very, could, like... so that she could check that we all have exactly the same. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like a thing for the Dursley family and Harry Potter? That's like a sign that he's a bad boy is that he has to count how many presents oh, he yeah, gets? Oh, yeah, but the problem is my mom has three kids who are going like, it's cool, we don't need any more stuff. And she's like... Mm-hmm. Quickly buy them a yo-yo. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, they must have exactly, they must all know I love them equally and the most. It's like very good. So she just, she really puts a lot of love into. And okay, I know that. Person. I definitely do look at um, my siblings. So what I'm saying is I didn't lick it off a stone. Like I got it from somewhere. You know, <gasps> And then I feel that way about all the people in my life, but also simultaneously like we're ridding the planet and like capitalists. Mm-hmm. 
mentality. But we've talked about this before. Like, you don't have to get everyone a gift. Like, people don't expect it. Like, you expect that they will expect it. But people don't. Everyone's very chill. I don't think that's true. I mean, I want a gift from you. And James is expecting his at the end of the recording. Obviously, that makes sense to me. <laughs> my fingers for a stocking full of eggs or whatever. If you <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine I just up on Christmas morning with like two hard-boiled eggs of pancake? That'd be fucking great, wouldn't it? I'd actually love, I don't mean, I'd That's the only thing I have to buy. Just that. Yeah. Do it. I'm doing it. One um, Christmas, my stocking was just a, a CD. And I, I was what? the happiest ever. Yeah, normally it was like loads of little things. And one Christmas, my parents had just kind of gone, oh, he wants this album, so we'll just put the album in a stocking and that's it. And I woke up and it's what, a no stocking. no Clementines? Or- Nothing. <laughs> uh, well, f- funny enough, I wasn't jonesing for Clementines. But like, <laughs> but like I, I kind of like... I got, what? <laughs> no, but if you're trying to fill a stocking, you'd think you'd be like, okay, we got him. A- sure. So, like, I guess we just put some fruit. Do you want to discuss the CD with us? Well, yeah. I mean, it Which won't make CD me sound it? cool. It won't make me... It was, it, no, and you It was an REM album. So... It was an REM album. That's not, like, the coolest <laughs> thing ever. But, like, I really wanted it because I, I read an article about them making it and I really wanted the album. And I was like, I really want this album. How old are you? my heart. It's so I was, sweet. Um, oh, I was a teenager. Because, like, it was, like... So, the two... The, I was raised on... <laughs> R.E.M. and Bruce Springsteen was the, what my parents were playing a lot in, in the house. My mum my was listening to Bruce Springsteen that. a lot. Nice. My dad was listening to R.E.M. a lot. I liked both of them a lot. And uh, R.E.M. had just lost their drummer that year. Uh, he had left the band and he, to be a farmer. And um, oh they... God, this is your chance. And they, <laughs> they decided <laughs> that they would do an album without... But instead of replacing him, they would use a drum machine. And I read this article about it in like, a, in like a free magazine with a newspaper. And it was like them talking about living in... Like going to Hawaii or somewhere and learning how to use this drum machine and making an album out of it. And I was really into it and was like I really want to hear what they've done because that's like so different for them I think this is pretty cool for a kid and I, and I, I was like saying like to my dad because my dad likes R.E.M. I was like dad isn't this cool they like did an album with a drum machine he bought you a and, gift like, he wanted for your well no he, to be fair to him he bought me a gift that I wanted and he didn't ask to listen to it he was just like that's his album he's got it and, I, and, I and, and he just it. left it Aww. and uh, it was just mine and, and the reason why it was so great to get an album is that normally you wake up get your stock in open it all on your bed and then you're waiting for, like, your granddad to have a shave or whatever. <laughs> for some reason, that's what he wants to do before opening presents. And you're like, come so on! Make any jokes about you sounding like some sort of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But then you went there and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, Can yeah, we yeah. talk about how tragic it is that if you, yes. like, if you got, if you left a band, like, dramatically left a band mm. as the drummer and they were like... Oh, we'll just replace you with a machine. The machine. But Whilst then, you return to the land to the, in the one yeah. industry that's already I being think, mechanized. But it's hard to the point on the heart like, they replaced you with another drummer as well. Yeah, I think he. Really? I think he would have liked the fact that like, oh, I'm irreplaceable. They don't want to replace me with a person. They're doing like they'd rather replace me with just a different sound altogether. You don't think a man who goes to be a farmer thinks that the world is becoming too like machine run? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I maybe. think that's great. Maybe I'd that's... be like that. Oh, that bit, you're right. That is that it's bit. the worst thing for him. Don't yeah. ruin this Christmas. It'd rather be replaced it. by a sheep or something. Exactly. How was the feel, album? But, uh, I love it. I still love it. It's, okay. it's like one of my favorite. I mean, me and Nish Kumar. Whenever we get 
drunk together and it's just the two of us yeah. end up always the same conversations we have two conversations yes. where we get drunk enough just the two of us one is we uh, uh, recap how we met each other nice. <laughs> 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 and we go, we go over that entire story that's so cute <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the two different gigs we did together there was a gig where um, <laughs> I, I, I thought Nish uh, I thought Nish was a, a good guy but a shit comedian and and uh, he thought that I was a shit person, but a good comedian. <laughs> and we, uh, and, and we, we talk about that and how our opinions the have changed good. over the years. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. and we really go over about, yeah. Uh, we, we, basically, then we just talk about our friendship for ages. And then there's another conversation we have, which is just discussing our top five REM albums. And <laughs> we do it every time. I've never thought of you as a lesbian couple before, yeah. but now I'm like, wow, yeah, that's how you are. really sweet. <laughs> before we get asked on Twitter, what's the album called? Up is the album that, oh, uh, yeah, that and right. very few people have it. Very few REM fans have it in their top five. It's in my top five. Well, I think if anyone's uh, looking yeah. to get that last minute stocking gift uh, for their kids uh, for Christmas in two days' time, yeah. just go out, buy the <laughs> album up, wrap it, I they'll do. love it. They'll they love it. will look at Abby. They will love it. Loving CDs these days. What? No. It gives them something to listen to before the presents. Like, like, well, you need something to do while everyone, well, granddad's no, agree with shaving it. and putting a suit on to sit there and have, <laughs> and, and, and have presents. Like, you need something. To do and I, and I, you know, you can only eat so many chocolates and like still Just, be like, no, he's right. You need stuff to do on Christmas Day because we no, didn't do good. stockings it's like good. three years ago and it ended up being Christmas Day. My mum was like having proper conversations with people in the kitchen and it was me, my dad, my uncle Jerry, my uncle Philip watching a documentary about John Demianyuk and whether it was actually oh him God. at Treblinka Death Camp. Like, oh that was it. God. Just just me and like four mouth breathing morons, just all of us <laughs> going like, do you think it's him? See, yeah. I'm not religious, like, that but was this, it. I'm not religious, but this is the case for a good morning mass. It just <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the German version of morning yeah, mass. Yeah, it just kills up the hours, you know what I mean? I think, I, no, it is him. Yeah, richtig. Because <laughs> I stopped going to mass and my brother and I are now like, I guess we'll just do a 10k on Christmas Day because there's nothing else to do. Well. For that, th- those like three hours where you're like, well, we've had breakfast and we're waiting for dinner. What do we... TV! I, don't, I, I love running. Oh, I like running. We always diverge here. Um, Andrew, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is there a um, problem that James can help us solve for a listener? Yeah, there is indeed. I feel like I'm going to walk away with more problems than I came with. Personally. You're fine! Ah! Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's yes. having a nice day. Good, thank you. <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> okay, go on. People come back. Pokemon. People come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode 12 now. <laughs> go on. Uh, this is from H. Uh, it says, hello, Hogs. Um, Have we hello. had H before? Um, there's only 26 letters of the alphabet, Catherine. Oh, Would you believe it if I said it was from X? Oh, right, Hold on. Do, 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 oh, do, you, do you refer to your... We anonymise it because some people put like personal issues and yeah. stuff. Okay. So whereas like Helen full names every member of her family and tells you their workplaces, home addresses yes. and travel lodges of choice. Previous ex-wives <laughs> addresses. Okay. Um, we just think <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. give them some, some privacy. Yeah. But they're kind of as a result Everyone thinks that H from Steps has got a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge yeah. number of problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gone through a lot. A, a wide range, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, anyway, uh, they say some lovely things about the podcast, and they say the issue is that they're feeling very creatively impotent at the moment, uh, especially since the pandemic started. Normally, they'd go out to theatre and gigs, and uh, that inspiration would feed into their own creative work, uh, brackets, normally short fiction and scripts. And then when that was taken away, uh, they started a podcast with a friend, but they've not had time to start that up again and they've just not had a lot of time to do anything creative 
they feel like their head's not in it and there's a lack of inspiration. Um, and it feels like that they, the only thing they can do is their droney office job. Okay, I'll take this. Pay by numbers. Easy. You, Get them on Amazon, 99p. You're creative. You're filling in the gaps. No thought to it. Done. Creatively impotent. Over. Pay Painting by numbers. by numbers. Do you do that? I'm sorry, nope. what? No. Because <laughs> I'm creatively flowing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking no, do I? I just think, like, you go through phases of, like, coming up with loads of ideas and being really creative, and then sometimes it's just not there, and there's no point trying to bully yourself out of it. It just, it comes and goes. There is a second part as well. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. This is going <laughs> to make, make you look like an absolute asshole. I can't wait to hear this no, next I part. I say I've done painting by numbers. It doesn't work. <laughs> P.S. I'm colorblind, they say at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say. Um, how do you remind yourself that you actually are a creative person when it's not when you're not feeling it? And B, uh, how do you combat comparing yourself to uh, more motivated and successful creative friends? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's three important things there. Uh, the, how do you stop comparing yourself, and how do you convince yourself that you're still a creative person, but also like whether or not there is such a thing as like creative impotence? I think we, we can. Can I do the comparing self one? Please. So I don't think you can stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh, it's just natural. It's a very natural thing. You can choose not to indulge it, but I think you naturally will look at other people at any point in your life and be like, oh, they're all like getting married, for example, or they're doing this career goal, or they're buying this house, or they've travelled to this place and I've never been there, or they've got that Pokemon, I don't have that Pokemon, his mm-hmm. deck count's better than mine. Yeah. Like, Of course you compare yourself, it's just whether you indulge it or not. Because yeah. I always think, you must have this as well in comedy, like people always say, like, don't read your reviews, don't look at how other people are doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to like it's just natural you are gonna see how other people are doing it's just part of it just choose to go like okay well good for them and move on don't bully yourself to not do something that's natural right what do you think james uh yeah, I think... Agree some, with me. Yeah, I, do, no, I, I, I broadly agree with you on that. I, I, I think uh, different people are more prone to it than others. And, yeah. and people who aren't prone to it are very bad at empathising with the people who are prone to it. They kind of go like, well, just don't care what they're doing. Who cares? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but it's really in my head. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think definitely not beating yourself up about that sort of stuff and going, look... Logically, I know it doesn't matter what that person's doing because yeah. I can still do what I want to do. But I acknowledge that this is making me feel a certain way. I mean, for so much of this year, I was like, well, Bo Burnham's done that, so I might as well quit. And like, <laughs> and there was a, a, a huge figure of just being like, yeah, fuck. He's fuck, taller fuck, than you as well, right? He's taller than he's me. Great. Oh, good job, yeah, Catherine. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was just like, he's done what all of us want. Every comedian wanted to do that in lockdown. And he's yeah. done it. And he's nailed it. And I'm never going to do anything that's that good in, in, in my career and then you just kind of go oh, do you know what let's just like it doesn't matter if I if, if, I, if you don't ever do anything that's that because like really you logically know that none of that matters and that means anything some yeah. people will prefer uh, something that you do or whatever and it's all subjective and it's really you're not doing this you didn't get into this to um, compete with other people and I think that true the only thing because there's so many things in uh, well with our job that you kind of like come up against writer's block or whatever mm-hmm. feeling that you're not doing as well in your career as you should be feeling that other people are doing better and I think the only thing that really solves it all is remembering why you started in the first place and going I started this because I love this 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 and this I didn't yes. start it because I was like I'm going to be the best or I'm going to get great reviews or I'm going to win an award or anything you were like you watch something like this person saying that I guess I get the thing of like she can't go to or they can't go to uh, performances anymore 
And so they're struggling to get that. Because yeah. it does get, give you that. Yeah, I went to see Pretty Women the musical two weeks ago. I've been flying high at my new material nights since then. I bet you have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think what is interesting, though, is I think a lot of people will be struck by hearing you say that it's something that you, like with Bo, because I think other people would look to you and go, but he has it made. I don't understand. And I think that what it kind of does remind me of is like, there's no point you get to where you're like, ah, I'm here. Mm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I win. There's always like, if you want there to be, there's always something to go, oh, well, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like, so I think that you kind of have to figure out, like you say, why what you're doing What Catherine's saying is just measure your success by the amount of followers you have on social media mm-hmm. and then just compare yourself to other people based on that. No, and what if I'm feeling saying down, is, get a bot and... <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually going to say was that I think that I, I'm very bad at not looking left to right. But what I have done recently is try to figure out... I never ask myself. I always go, oh, look, they've got this or they've done this. I never go, do I want that? I'll just go, mm-hmm. so I should feel bad about myself. And going, do I want that? It's really helpful because actually half the time the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the time is like, yep. Oh, that's a useful thing to know. And now I could do mm-hmm. something about that. Yeah. Rather than like, I just think it's it's not, it, it can be quite a constructive way of figuring out what's underneath the jealousy. Is like, mm-hmm. is it like actually just I'm feeling bad about myself? But also, I do think we missed one useful thing, which is like, I don't necessarily buy into the idea that there's like times you're inspired and times you're not inspired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what? I think there are t- there is some work that comes at you more easily and other times that don't- I'm sorry, Helen, I'm going to disagree with you. Don't be sorry, be better. But I think, I think sometimes you do just have to, there are things you can do to methodically get into patterns of work mm-hmm. that are fucking boring and like moving through molasses, but like writing exercises that I know are tedious and and but I think if I if I personally go, I just have to wait till the block goes and I am inspired. I I could not write another joke ever because mm-hmm. since my first five minutes of stand up, nothing has come to me. Just like oh, yeah. I could just do this. I think everyone is so different. Yeah. That, like for me, it is like a case of like if I'm desperately trying to get something down, then I do have a tendency to be like, okay, well, I should have a bit about that because that would get into this. And then mm-hmm. I desperately try and think mm-hmm. about it instead of it just allowing it to be like organically like, okay, well, what's going on mm-hmm. at the moment? Let me chat that out. Through. Obviously, there are examples of times where I've sat down and written, but like once maybe, I, twice. I mean, to be clear, I write like, I, I don't write full flesh, like fleshed out bits, but I... I, do, I think that if you're re- like sometimes for me it really helps to go back over stuff I've already written if, mm. I, if I'm feeling really stuck because then it's already started I'll just go can I add anything here and then my brain starts to work I, I agree with that mm-hmm. go through old yeah. recordings go through like notepads from like years ago like retrospectively yeah. looking at it is mm-hmm. really useful yeah I, or like I'll do really basic 101 writing tasks like write a thank you letter to a thing you hate and it's like if I just do five minutes of this today maybe my brain will start working never heard of that one that's interesting yeah so I don't know like it's a very how many thank you letters have you written me (laughs) 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 well was there was another part to that question as well was there not do you have anything that you do that helps you unblock I remind myself that uh, the first draft of anything is going to be shit. Yes. And then I just get on with writing the yes, shit thing. That's so true. And yes. so I, I just kind of try and be like, the thing that's stopping me is that I want to write something that's really brilliant and all I have in my head is shit ideas. Mm-hmm. And so then I just go, 
yeah, that's the point. No one writes the brilliant thing straight away. So just write the shit thing, and then later on in the week or whenever, you can go over this again and make it good. And that's how you've done everything you've ever done. So, like, that's... Yeah. The, that's and, like, I didn't, like... So my, my first five minutes of stand-up was shit. But like I was like, took me so long to get like a decent five or mm-hmm, whatever. So like mm-hmm. I just always remind myself like it's always been like this. This isn't a new thing. And um and that sometimes just following up what you've already done is half the thing, yeah, you know, half the kind of like uh, battle anyway is an achievement mm-hmm. in itself like there's loads of bands that I love who have done like albums that like everyone loves and then I look at their follow up album and they've just done like they've almost just like thrown it out the following year Maroon and it's 5 not songs very good yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> I, 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 but, but they've just kind of gone who cares we just want to do a thing and put yeah. it out there and I think sometimes just yeah doing it is enough I think do you do you write this if you are going to write? Is there a specific mm-hmm. time of day you write? I do find the late night thing works for me. Oh, interesting! But that's only because when I first started doing stand up, I was working like a job where I have to be at the place at five a.m. to set up the breakfast buffet. Eee. So then I would do a gig in the evening, and then I would go to a bar and just sit and write, which sounds so much cooler than it actually was. Yeah, but yeah, late at night for sure. Because I write to deadlines so if there's a new material night then I'll panic ideas down I'll do it on stage and then I can rewrite it immediately afterwards but the idea of waking up first thing in the morning like I want to get up in the morning I want to have my chucky porridge and I want to watch The Simpsons yeah you like your poodle I know yeah 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 yeah. James? Uh, either first thing or last thing yeah like either straight away it's a brand new day. I'm a new man. I'm gonna write something. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be this guy every day. I love yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm this guy who's gonna do stuff and be productive. Um, if don't I you don't... feel like you've got to do your like Pokemon? You got to spin your first Pokestop of the day. You got to catch your first Pokemon of the day. You got to complete your challenge. Uh I'm dex driven, so not not as much that but like um you know he has identified as dex driven already actually yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. like listen to him when he's just trying to <laughs> <laughs> he just, like feels like he said who he is and you're not paying attention so that's crazy yeah. that's fine um, right in the morning like everyone else does fucking cliche hacks <laughs> <laughs> or it's last thing because like you know I, I find it very hard to start writing in the middle of the day mm-hmm. yeah. so i'm like oh i'm already this guy and, and yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. then or it's last thing i'm like oh shit I'm, I'm, I've, done, I've done nothing your all mind, day. get everything on the paper and then go to bed like yeah, something yeah. quite relaxing about that. Yeah. Pen, pen and paper or computer guy? Uh, it depends what it is. So stand up, I don't write any of it down. And um, uh, everything else is just in Sorry, computer. what do you mean you don't write any of it down? I just write keywords in my notes app and that's it. Preach. And then and the same bullet pointed down. out. Yeah. I used to. And I, I wrote my second show. Um, I really loved... Uh, sitting down and writing it every day mm. and writing it on the computer and it was really fun and I really got into it like that and in the third show I did I tried to write it like that and I just gave myself uh, kind of what this person's talking about I, I just couldn't see myself yeah. my, my, my way past certain lines or expanded routines and I really hated writing it yep. and so the fourth show I was just like I'm not going to write stuff down anymore and I'm just going to enjoy think it we are very similar but I think we've been taught to maybe made to feel like if we do that we're like lazy comics but I mm-hmm. I always listen back and I but I just can't I can't when I start to write out like full sentences yeah. it becomes I've told you this I become like a war widow I'm like 
it was a crisp yeah. cool morning and it's like that's not a joke it's God what am I doing you're I'm doing a creative doing writing essay for GCSE English yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, painful doing a nice Steadford you're getting up and just reciting it in front of everyone it's in it on the page it was good just I was yeah. nice very good article. at the I Steadford I bet you were yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Woodley Festival speech and drama like that's my fucking world <laughs> have we answered Hage's questions no but we so, tried yeah. our best what were the questions <laughs> Now, uh, how to stop comparing yourself to others and how do you remind yourself that you're a creative person? So and you can't, can't and, and you're not. So you're just be, yeah. be an okay person <laughs> yeah. and then be a little slightly more creative, better sharpened mm-hmm. person when you've done the first shit draft. Mm-hmm. Acceptance, yeah. right? That's you're welcome, Accept mate. yourself and then, yeah. I think just accept that you're going to compare yourself to other people and that doesn't make you And that is our bad. word of the day. Acceptance. Yeah, yeah. The message of Christmas. That's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas Christmas. is acceptance. Yeah. That's not the message of. Okay. Okay. It's accepting gifts, even if you don't like them. It's accepting at the age of (laughs) twelve (laughs) that. Fine, father. It's accepting that pancake's gonna die early. Yeah. It is. Oh. Oh. Acceptance. (gasps) Merry Christmas. Thank you for doing our stupid podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. you. Merry Christmas. Do you want to plug anything even though? Like, oh yeah, do you want to plug um, Bo Burnham Burn special? Bo Burnham special. Um, <laughs> listen to uh, all of you. Obviously everyone already listens to it, but if you don't, listen. Lovely. Um, if people want to go on my website, jamesacaster.com and buy my special that came out earlier this year, that'd be cool. It's called Cold Lasagna, Hate Myself, 1999. And it comes with a bonus show as well, if you want to buy it. Does Direc- it? Directly from my website. It you comes bloody with a, show off. A 40 minute B- B-sides. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know there was B-sides. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's made no with structure. like a drum machine. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty hyped. Yeah, it's very. I'm exciting. very excited for these B sides. Question: Can they buy it on CD? No, that would be cool though. Yeah. Um, no, it's just just you can basically get uh, a link. Download, yeah. You basically have to watch it on Vimeo. Apologies, but no, like, you're saving the planet. That's the way I've done it. That's I've great. done it like that's that. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Do that. Um, so should we sing? Good. No. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to do? Silent Night? A Christmas song or something. Oh, yeah. Why don't you sing us out there? I don't know Alan? if I know the lyrics to Silent Night. It's ironic that you don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, happy Christmas, James Acaster. Thank you for being here. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.